In this presentation, we will discuss the effect of the amount of your income on the amount of your lifetime learning credit. This information can be found in publication 970. The amount of your lifetime learning credit is phased out, gradually reduced as your MJ, MAGI modified adjusted gross income is between 57,000 and 67,000 or 114,000 and 134,000 if you are married filing joint. In other words, we're talking about an, a phase out limitation here and the phase out limitation will be higher if you're married filing joint because you may have two incomes and therefore the IRS has a higher uh, income phase out. So this would be if married filing joint, this would be the phase out if anything other than that for basically single or head of household being the most common other filing types than that. We're going to start off with if we take a look at the 1040, the amount on line seven called adjusted gross income, then we'll have some minor adjustments related to specifically the education credit. So in essence, you could think of it as as your income increases, you could have a phase out in the amount of credits you can have and specifically that's going to be the adjusted gross income which is modified and which is called modified adjusted gross income so note we have the range here and then the end of the range is of course when you lose the credit completely you're not going to get any credit because you're past the end of the range back to the text you can't claim a lifetime learning credit if your modified adjusted gross income is 67,000 or more, 134,000 or more if you file a joint return. So again, that's at the end of the range here. And that, that means that you're not going to get any credit after that point in time. Back to the text. Modified adjusted gross income, MAGI. The mo uh, for most taxpayers, modified adjusted gross income is adjusted gross income, AGI as figured on your federal income tax return. So for the most part, it's gonna be this number, line seven. So that's typically gonna be the case. It's gonna be some unusual kind of circumstances where we would have to then take that number and modify it for the M part of the modified adjusted gross income. Back to the text. Modified adjusted gross income when using form 1040. If you file form 1040, your modified adjusted gross income is the AGI adjusted gross income on line seven, as we just saw of that form modified by adding back. So we're gonna add back, we're gonna take that line seven and typically that's gonna be it normally. But then we're gonna add back if it applies these items to get to the M part, the modified part of the modified adjusted gross income. So we take line seven, add back if applicable, one foreign earned income exclusion so if we had a foreign earned income exclusion two foreign housing exclusion so if we had a foreign housing exclusion three foreign housing deduction and four exclusion of income by bona fide residents of america samoa and five exclusion of income by bona fide residents of puerto rico so those are going to be the exclusion you can see they're not going to apply to many taxpayers but if they do we would then have to modify our agi in those cases Here's going to be a worksheet for it's pretty straightforward worksheet uh, obviously we would just take our line seven income and then we would uh, add any of these items there probably would be only one of five the ones pretty much we just talked about it and then we would add up whatever items we had here on line six and then take our uh, line one and add it to line six so in essence the worksheet in this case probably isn't even too much more helpful right we're going to take line one and then we're going to take these items that we just listed and if any of them apply add them to a line one and that'll give us our modified adjusted gross income phase out if your modified adjusted gross income is within the range of incomes where the credit must be reduced you will figure your reduced credit using lines 
10 through 18 of Form 8863. Here is Form 8863, the education credits. Now we would be then in part two with the non-refundable education credits and the amount here, this is where we're talking about uh, the actual limitations. So 10 starts off with the amount of the uh, credit or the amount of the expenses that we have. We have the credit being calculated, which would be 20% of those. And then really 13 through uh, 17 is where we start to calculate what the phase out would be because here you can see this is the cap for in our case married filing joint and then we're going to say enter the amount on 1040 line 7 so 1040 line 7 if i go to the 1040 line 7 that's our agi adjusted gross income that we took a look at and so if we scroll down we're going to say all right so there is that if we subtract those two out then we have four thousand and then line 16 says, enter 20,000 if married filing jointly, 10,000 if single head of household. And in our case, we have 20,000 for the married. And then line 17 says, if 15 is equal to or more than 16, enter one. And that would be the case where we wouldn't have a, a, a limitation on income. Ours does. So in our case, uh, less than line 16, divide line 15 by 16. So then we'd have to divide the two out. We're going to divide line uh, 15 by 16, which would be 4,000 divided by 20,000, and we get the 0.2. So that's going to be our 0.2 that we're going to use. And then we're going to lower, uh, that's going to be how we're, we lower the amount of the credit. So the credit was, if we had the qualified expenses of 7,000 times 0 0.2, 1,400, and now we're going to multiply it by this 0.2 and lower it down it got phased out in other words to uh, 280 so the 280 then flowing through to schedule three and then it's going to the 1040 as we've seen in prior presentations it's it's now just much lower given the fact that the income is relatively high and the income more specifically on line seven back to the text example you are filing a joint return with, an, with a modified adjusted gross income of 115000 In 2018, you paid 6600 6, of qualified education expenses. You figured the tentative lifetime learning credit, 20% of the first 10000 of qualified education expenses paid for the eligible students. That's going to be the result is a 1320 which is 6600 times 20% tentative credit but income's pretty high here so if we go back into it because your modified adjusted gross income is within the range of incomes where the credit must be reduced you must multiply your tentative credit 1320 by a fraction the numerator top part of the fraction is 134,000, the upper limit of the filing joint return so this is the upper limit that if you went past that you wouldn't get anything minus your modified adjusted gross income the denominator bottom part is 20,000 the range of incomes for the phase out uh, 114,000 to 134,000 that's how they're getting that 20,000 we could it is, it is what it is it's 20,000 the result is the amount of your phase out uh, reduced lifetime learning credit 1,254 so let's take a look at that example. If we have our test 1040 here, we've got the married couple. We say that the income is 115, 24,000 standard deduction. We have line seven, which is the adjusted gross income, of course, at the 115, 91,000 of the tax, tax of the taxable income, tax being calculated at 11,905. And then we have the amount of the credit at 
that 1,254. If we go down to our calculation, we're going to say, all right, uh, 1,254, how is that calculated? We have the 6,600 of the qualified expenses. And if we take 20% of that, that's going to be the 1,320. But it's going to be restricted because our income is within the range. So now we're going to say, all right, the top part of the range is the 134. And then we're going to say, this is our modified, this is our adjusted gross income, line 7. Uh, on the 1040 so the 1040 line 7 and that's going to pull over to this number we subtract those two out to get the 19,000 and then we just enter 20,000 in line 16 and then because um, the this number is greater than this number in other words if line 15 is less than line 16 divide line 15 by line 16 which of course would be the 19,000 over the 20,000 and that's the the 95 so we have the 0.95 and then we're going to multiply that times what the credit would be and that's going to give the reduction so in other words we have the 6600 times the 0.2 that's what the credit would have been if except that we had to now reduce it by this amount so times 0.95 takes it down to to that item there now, so that's going to be, and then this will flow over to the schedules as we've seen before. Now, obviously, if we go above this limit of our income, if our income is above 134, then this form will just go away. So, like, if I change the income to, uh, to the 135, then even though everything else is the same, the form basically disappears. And, of course, line 12 is gone. We don't get the credit at all. If we get pretty close to it, if we say it's one. Uh, if we say it's 133 and go back, our credit becomes pretty small, right? Because we're close to the edge of the range here. So if I go back to the 8863 and scroll down, we would have got 1,320, but it's taking it's taking it away a significant portion now because the, the, the amount that it's being reduced by is is the, the the top of the range the top of the cap 134,000 minus uh 133,000 so a thousand divided by 20,000 is 0. Uh, 0.05 and that times 1320 is pretty low so once we get so it caps out completely we don't get it at all if it's past the 134 but really once we get close to that range the amount of the credit is going to is going to diminish and it could start to diminish quite sharply. So we saw the calculation in the software, and this is how it would look just in terms of a formula. So this would be the credit that we calculated, 1,320. And then we take the top of the cap, 134,000, minus our AGI, or adjusted Gracie, our modified AGI, 115 divided by just 20,000. That's what the tax code just gives us. We can always use 20,000. And that gives us the reduction in our case of the 1,254. Claiming the credit, you claim the lifetime learning credit by completing the form 8863 and submitting it with your form 1040. Enter the credit on Schedule 3, line 50. So as we've seen in our examples, of course, we would then claim the credit by filling that information out in form 8863, which is the American Opportunity Credit and Lifetime Learning. And probably we wouldn't be qualifying for the American Opportunity and therefore qualifying for the lifetime learning. The credit then would be reported down here in the non-refundable education credits because the lifetime learning credit is non-refundable flowing through to schedule three, which we would see on, on line 50. There's the amount, that amount then pulling over to the 1040 and would be included in line 12.